Hello, it's time to build your empire. Sophie Zolman, owner and founder of Sophie Zoe Virtually There For You, is sharing the secrets to building a better business and taking back your time. Let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome back to Building Your Empire with Sophie Zoe. I'm so glad you're here because we got a lot to talk about today. Guess what? Summer is over, or almost over, and that always seems to be the time that things start to get really, really busy. For some of you, your kids are going back to school and they've got after-school activities and homework and things that demand a lot of time. Some of you have kids that are going back to school virtually and that adds a whole new level of stress to your day. Now you're not just running your business, you're a teacher as well, and that's a lot to take on. Even if you're not dealing with the back to school rush, you know that as summer ends, we've got busy days ahead. So as we say goodbye to the dog days of summer and welcome to fall, we're going to talk about making the most of your productive time. You love your business, but you don't want, to, want it to monopolize every waking moment. So it's imperative that you set your work hours and make them count. So let's start with your schedule. First of all, you've got to have one. When you work from home, it's very easy to let work creep in where it doesn't belong. Before you know it, you're checking emails at dinner or missing out on family time because you're still stuck at your desk. That's not cool. There might be days that you have to work later or finish up a project on the weekend. I get it. It happens to all of us. I have weekends where I work. I have evenings where I work late. Sometimes it just happens. But that should, not be, the, that should be the exception, not the rule. For the most part, you need to set regular hours such as 9 to 5, 8 to 4, 10 to 6 if you're a late sleeper. Um, you could even put in a longer day of you know, 7 to 5. It just depends on what works best for you in your life. Once you set those hours, stick to them as best you can. When your work hours are over, close your computer, step away from your desk, and go live your life. It's a lot easier to stick to those working hours when you have a time management plan to get you through each day. You'll be far more productive if you map out your day in advance. Either begin each day by creating your schedule that goes hour by hour, or end your day doing the same thing for the next day ahead. Identify your goals for the day and determine when and how you'll accomplish them. For me, I actually have multiple tools that I use to manage my tasks each day. I have Google Calendar that I have blocks of time blocked out for very specific things, either something that I do every day, the calls that I have scheduled with clients or sales calls, and sometimes I put little reminders on there to make sure I get something done. Then I, in my email, I have tags and labels that also are triggers for me to know when I need to do something and, and when I need to do it in some cases. But most of all, I have Asana as my project management tool. And I use that to put all my tasks in, especially my recurring tasks. But anytime I know I need to get something done, I put everything in Asana. And that is my task list. That and my Google Calendar. When you're doing this, you should set aside blocks of time for each task that you need to complete during your workday. Prioritize the most urgent ones so they get done even if something takes longer than anticipated or your schedule gets disrupted. Trust me, it happens all the time. When you map out your day, you'll make the most of every hour and you won't have to worry about anything falling through the cracks. Your to-do list, wherever it is, can be monitored by yourself as your day goes along. And this works for big projects too. 
I mean, obviously you won't be able to finish everything in one day, but you can break it down into smaller steps and create a timeline to complete each one. Bigger projects must be chunked down into smaller projects, and it should be chunked down as small as necessary to be able to have it be an easy project to manage and to do. Assign a day and time to each step, but be sure you keep it realistic. You're probably not going to be able to dedicate several hours in a row to a single task. Hence, chunking things down as small as possible and mapping it out little by little. You'll finish your projects by the deadline without ridiculous amounts of stress or giving up your personal time if you can make this project management work for you, breaking it down as small as you need to make it happen. Scheduling your workday works really well as long as you stick to it, but let's be honest, working from home has its distractions and it's so easy to find yourself wasting time. You might get distracted by dirty dishes in the sink or you might spend a little too much time on social media. Raise your hand if you're guilty of that. I'm raising mine. For me, the distractions are social media, email, and because I work from home, my husband works from home too, he'll come into my office randomly, and then we have a dog, and my youngest daughter, who is going through school uh, for esthetician training, is home too, and sometimes she'll come in and out, or she'll come ask me a question, and get it, you know, things happen. So this is where a time audit comes in handy. You gotta take a few days to really track your activity. What's stealing your productive time? Is it household chores? Either do them before you begin your workday, save them for after work hours, or set a time during the day that you tackle a few tasks. It's okay to schedule laundry in your workday as a part of your daily schedule or your weekly schedule, just to be sure you have a space for getting it done and you don't just randomly jump into it when you need to be doing work. Same thing with social media. If you find yourself falling into a Facebook hole or an Instagram spiral, you've got to set some limits. Block off time for social media, but when it's over, get back to work. And if that is not enough, set a timer. Use a timer function on your phone. Use Alexa if you have it get an egg timer, whatever it takes, get a timer, set it for the amount of time you've blocked off for social media, and when that buzzer goes off, you're done. When you recognize your distractions, you can find ways to minimize them and maximize your productive time. This doesn't mean you should never take a break. The Shining taught us that all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy, and things didn't go so well for them. I'm kidding, but really, breaks are essential. Studies have shown that taking regular breaks actually ups your productivity. The key is to schedule them so that you don't find yourself taking too many or skipping them because you're too busy. Trust me, you can use breaks as an escape to get away from work too and not get stuff done. Be sure you're taking breaks, but not too many, and make sure you're sticking to it. Your body needs a chance to get the blood and those creative juices flowing, so schedule a mid-morning walk or an afternoon brain break you'll come back refreshed, energized, and ready to work. For me, I usually get away from my desk to do things for the dog because he needs to be let out. He has medication. Uh, there's lunch break, of course. I get up and I go to the kitchen and that's one of the dog's medication times as well and he goes outside after. Um, and then there's just, you know, times where I will go out on the deck and sit in the sun or, you know, for a few minutes and just soak up the rays. Whatever it is, walk away from your desk. Though I do have one at my desk break, so to speak. I have one of those adjustable desks. I push a button 
and it raises and then I stand up. And that gives my body a break too because I'm standing at my desk doing things on my computer and though I'm still working, my body is getting a break from sitting. So if you have the ability to get one of those desks, it's a great thing to have. So now a schedule is a great place to start, but where you work matters almost as much as how you work. If you're still working from your kitchen table, it's time to upgrade your workspace. In an ideal world, every business owner would have a quiet, secluded office space away from the daily chaos of family life. But we all know this is not an ideal world. For me, we bought this house with office space in mind. My husband has his office space downstairs, mine is on the main floor, and then the bedrooms and all the other rooms are separate. But if you can't do that, that's okay. You've simply got to do the best you can with what you've got. But carving out some sort of space that's yours and yours alone is essential for maximum productivity, especially for those of you that are going into another season of distance learning. You're going to have a lot going on at home and you're going to need a quiet zone for work and phone calls and everything else your workday brings. So let's talk about creating a workspace that increases your productivity. The main thing to consider here when choosing a work area is finding one that's as far away from the hub of your house as you can possibly get. You love your family dearly, but it's hard to work in the midst of the chaos. If people are coming in and out of your space all day long, it's going to be incredibly distracting and you'll get less done. If you've got a spare bedroom or bonus room, that's awesome. You have dedicated office space just waiting for you. If not, you might have to get a bit more creative. Working in your bedroom isn't ideal, but sometimes it's your only choice. So a desk tucked away in a corner will suffice. But also, I've seen people get really ingenious with tiny offices and closets or even carving out some space in the garage. Once you've found the space for your desk, keep it organized and keep it going in that way. Listen, if you're working in a closet, you do not have the space to be messy and you don't have time to waste looking for things. Clean up your workspace regularly, toss old papers, organize online files, and be sure you delete what you don't need and throw away what you don't need. The more organized you are, the more productive you are. For me, I am a very, very digital person. I don't do much paper saving or what have you, so to speak. I definitely keep everything as digital as possible. I even have a digital notebook that allows me to take notes take a picture of it with my phone that then automatically sends it up to my Evernote app, which is a online digital note-taking app. And then it wipes away like a whiteboard. It's so cool. It works great for everything I need it to do. So now you have your space and it's so neat and organized. What's next? Noise canceling headphones. Did you hear me? Noise canceling headphones. Y'all, they are seriously a lifesaver, especially if you've got a, a spouse working from home and kids learning at home. These things will keep you focused because you won't get distracted by every little noise. You get a lot more done when you're not losing your train of thought every five seconds. Plug them into your computer and play a little music if that won't distract you. Some people like to listen to podcasts in the background. That's an option. You can be listening to this in the background while you're working, but it helps you tune out all the outside noise. So now you've scheduled your day, you've got your awesome office space, ready to get down to business. That's fantastic. You're going to accomplish so much, but there's one more piece to the productivity puzzle. And it may sound counterintuitive, 
but the best way to maximize your productivity is to not try to do too much. Yes, I know, it sounds a little crazy. Like, okay, Sophie, how am I going to get my job done and not do too much? First of all, you're going to delegate the stuff that takes up too much of your time. You are vital to your company and your time is incredibly valuable. If it's eaten up with email and scheduling and admin duties, you can't focus on the big things. You can't focus on the things you do best and you certainly can't focus on the things that matter most. If you're not delegating those tasks, start immediately. Yes, I said immediately. If you don't have a virtual assistant, you need to get one like yesterday, a week ago, six months ago. If you have one, make sure you're using them effectively. You're using them enough. If you've got a great VA, they'll be able to lighten your load a lot. If you've delegated as much as you possibly can to your VA and you still need more support, it's time to add, your t add to your team. Congratulations, that's awesome. That means that your business is growing and thriving and you need more people to keep it on this awesome trajectory. Delegating is the first step to saving your sanity and lowering your stress. When you delegate the things that are consuming your workday, you take back your time. And when you take back your time, you can do more of what you love. You can step into your genius, you can take time away, you can find time to do other things that are not business related as well. That's why you started your business, right? To have more time to do what you love? That's why you're going to delegate the stuff you don't love. Those are the first things that need to be delegated whenever possible. If you hate it, delegate it. Then you're going to use that reclaimed time to take care of yourself. That could mean going relaxing on weekends, spending time with your family, going to, to pursue hobbies and take trips. Your stress levels, levels are going to go down and your happiness is going to go up and you're finally going to be living the life you dreamed of. For me, I like to play games on my iPad because I have a few little you know, app games that I like to play. My husband and I love to sit down and binge watch TV shows. Yeah, I know that's not the most creative thing in the world, but in these COVID times, you know, that's a lot of what you gotta do. We can't go places and do things near as readily as we could. But we also have an awesome deck on the back of our house where we can sit and have a glass of wine and chat. We can barbecue. We can also do other things like read books. And we do occasionally go out to dinner, uh, even with COVID, so that we can get out of the house and do things like that. Um, and of course, once COVID lets up, my favorite thing to do is go to the beach and go to Universal Studios, Universal Studios Harry Potter. I am a Harry Potter fanatic, and I love to go there, been multiple times, and continue to go back regularly. So let's review. If you want to maximize your productivity and maintain set working hours, you're going to do three things. Number one, set a schedule for every single day. Whether you do that in the morning, before you get started, or in the evening for the day ahead, doesn't matter. Just make sure you're doing it whatever way works best for you. Number two, create a quiet, organized workspace. Even if you can't have a whole room to yourself where you can shut the door and hide away to do your work, find some space as far away from the center of chaos in your home and use that as much as possible. And in that case, be sure you have some noise canceling headphones to help add additional blockage of the noise. And number three, delegate tasks so you can make time for self-care, family time, weekends, vacation, whatever you want to do that is not business related. 
Delegating tasks allows you to focus on what you do best and what matters most so that you then have time to do the other things like have fun, spend time with your family, etc. When you do this, you're going to be more productive than ever and you're going to have more time to enjoy the rewards of all that hard work. If you do this, you can enjoy life, you can enjoy business, and be happy in both. And your family will love you for it too, because they won't see you always working, always working, always working. So that's a wrap for today. Thanks so much for joining me, and be sure you tune in next week, because we're going to be discussing social media content. We're talking about how to create the, contents your, the content your audience loves to build an active, engaged online community that comes back to you more and more for your expertise, your sharing of inspiration, and buying your products and services. Don't miss out. See you next week. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Building Your Empire. For more tips on business building and living your best life, check out our website at sophiezo.com or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Have a great day.